My name is Rob Gorski, and this is the Autism Dad Podcast. Uh, in today's episode, I'm going to be having a conversation with Dr. Jason Kahn. Uh, Dr. Jason Kahn is the co-founder and chief science officer for Mightier. Uh, if you followed me at all for the last year or so, I've spoken about Mightier quite a bit. It's an amazing program for kids. Uh, helps them learn to emotionally self-regulate. Uh, it means fewer meltdowns, fewer emotional outbursts. Yeah, it reduces parental stress. It does it all through video games. Uh, very, very cool program. I've been using it with my kids for about a year now, and uh, it works. Pretty pretty simple. It just works. Uh, you can visit my site, theautismdad.com forward slash mightier. Check out the full review uh, and, and see if it's something that is a good fit for your family. Um, I wanted to talk to Dr. Khan because I wanted to learn just a little bit more about mightier than what I was already familiar with and uh, get some more insight into sort of how it came to be, the science behind it, and you know why it works so well uh, for kids with autism specifically. Uh, so stay tuned, and uh, we'll jump right into the interview. All right, uh, we're here today with uh, Jason Kahn. Uh, he is the co-founder of the Mightier Program, something I've been talking a lot about on, on my blog over the last year. And uh, Jason, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to work through the technical hiccups and, uh, you know, talk about the Mightier program. And I was wondering if you could just sort of uh, maybe introduce yourself and, and give some people a little bit of background about, you know, what your specialty is and, and how you were uh, involved in this. Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, so my name is Jason Kahn. I am uh... I really got started in this as I finished up a PhD in developmental psychology and education and really found myself, I got a job at Boston Children's Hospital um, once I finished that degree and really got the, you know, I mean, for parents in the space, they'll, they'll, they'll recognize the problem immediately, but was given by the chief of psychiatry and the head of neurodevelop neurodevelopmental psychiatry this, uh, you know, this very minor task of go solve emotional regulation in children. Um, <laughs> And, you know, maybe like a few hints and like a really, I mean, a really amazing team over at the hospital to help me out and guide me as I started to figure this out. We realized really, really quickly that with kids, like, I mean, every kid that came into the, into the clinic at Boston Children's was playing games and we did not want to fight the tide on games. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we thought about like, what would it really mean to play with your emotions and play with emotional regulation and build it up in a way that a kid could visualize and treat a really emotional regulation like a toy. Um, spent a lot of time just watching kids and talking to kids and just thinking about how they learned. And we came to this realization that, you know, you don't, you don't teach kids how to ride a bike by talking to them about bikes. And here we were in this hospital, one of the best hospitals in the country, and we were teaching kids how to how to regulate their emotions by talking them to talking to them about their emotions. And you know, when we really put it in those terms, it just didn't feel right. Um, so we started building this video game, this video game tool, which would become Mightier. Um, and really, with this idea, we're going to put play front and center. We're going to let kids play with their emotions, where they can see their emotions, and. You know, just like that bike gives you feedback if your if your balance isn't right, we're gonna give kids uh, we're gonna give kids a little bit of feedback if they they go up, they get into the red. We're gonna give them feedback that you know their world's gonna get a little harder. Uh, 
we wanted to be a little gentler than the bike. We didn't want to, we didn't want them to fall off. Um, but the, uh, you know, this idea that like, you know, you can build up that skill really from the bottom up and really get this sense of how things are going to go. And what's, what was really great for us is, you know, we were in a hospital and Boston Children's is part of the Harvard system. So we were, we were in this academic setting and the, we were able to very quickly, like, we were able to validate whether this works. So we ran through, we ran through a lot of trials and that takes time. Um, it's, you know, it took about six years to get through trials uh, and really bring people in and really very carefully measure whether Mightier was causing the type of improvements that we would hope for when we built it. Mm -hmm. um, but it got to a point where we were really excited about the results. And that, that was the point where, I mean, I don't know, most people don't have the experience of being academics, but your job when you're an academic is to go publish a bunch of stuff. And that didn't really feel like the right thing to do with this technology. Like it was really hard to share it. Um, so we started building a team that started making Mightier available to families and trying to get it outside the hospital walls so we could get it into as many families' hands as possible. You know, when you talk about emotional regulation, is there a specific... Um, uh, like targeted situation that you're looking to help uh, remedy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that I think of emotional regulation in a sense of like, you know, especially in the terms of the clinic, but often when we teach emotional regulation, you're like, we're putting kids in this office and saying like, well, think about your emotions and learn how to regulate within the context of this office. Mm -hmm. um, one of our core observations is kids have emotional regulations challenges when things are hard um and hard differs from kids to kid but mm -hmm. there's always like there's always this challenge that wells up and these kids get you know these kids get pushed and then they just don't have the resources in order to like really apply the break um the mental break um and bring themselves back down so they just keep escalating and escalating and escalating and eventually it, you know the way the brain works is as you escalate more it actually turns off the decision making process um, and so you end up with a kid who's super escalated and, you know, you can't say calm down because their brain is turned off. The part that hears calm down and processes calm down and figures out how to calm down, that, that part of the brain is not working anymore. Um, and so we wanted kids to basically have, like, in the context of being challenged and facing whatever challenges they're, they're doing, we wanted them to know how, we wanted them to basically build up the part of their brain that acts as the, acts as the break so that they would, before they ever escalated, they would sort of keep themselves more level, nice and even. And so, you know, we know those situations vary from kid to kid, but you know, what we always kept in, what we always kept as our common denominator for cross kids was make sure the kid is doing some work. Um, it can be fun. Like often the line between fun and explosion is, is smaller than a parent would like. <laughs> the, uh, but make sure the kid is doing some work and still make them regulate at the same time. And the hope was that whether that child then struggles in social situations or sensory situations, um, or really like whatever that thing is, that then they could take the lessons they were learning in Mightier and they would have those, they would have those resources really on a neurological level and be able to bring them out into their life. So it becomes sort of, um, sort of an automated response for them rather than having to always um, I guess 
think through it. Like when, when they use the Mightier, and, and I guess what we should sort of explain is, is Mightier uses video games mm -hmm. in order to help kids learn to self-regulate. And, and when uh, it you know, pairs with the heart rate monitor and, and when uh, the child becomes agitated or frustrated or upset and his heart rate increases, uh, the game becomes more difficult to play. And when they, when they calm themselves down, the game returns to uh, the level that they were playing at previously and it becomes more fun for them, I guess. Um, and, and so when the child does this over a period of time, uh, they sort of automatically learn to recognize the feelings and the, the, uh, the emotions that they're feeling and, and they can practice those same techniques that they learn to make the game better, but they can apply that to situations in real life. Is that sort of the... Yeah, and my dear, you know, my dear sort of, it, it, we try to make it grow with kids too. So, you know, when a kid walks into my dear, the first thing they're gonna see is this huge library of video games. So it's not just one video game. It's, you know, it's this library of about 25 video games and kids are really, you know, kids really get to find the one that resonates with them and my dear keeps growing over time. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, first and foremost, I think you hit upon this, when we, even as we were prepping for this, we, we want kids to have fun. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's we know perfectly well that if a kid just walks away from Mightier, then they're not gonna. There's no benefit to Mightier. It's it's just another discarded toy. Um, and so there really is, you know, there's this element of as a kid, you have all this choice, you have all this space, and you get to you get to experience that. Um, as you said, as you're a kid, you're wearing that heart rate monitor, and that's connected to Mightier. So that connects it with you. And the games get harder when you go in the red. They get easier when you go in the blue. And so you have this incentive to try to figure out how to keep yourself calm. Mm -hmm. But the other thing my ear does is it does, it shows you skills, it shows you deep breathing, it shows you progressive muscle relaxation, it shows you crossing the midline, uh, really so that you have this helping hand in finding out what works for you. And it then does you, it in a visual way too, so you can actually see. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and you choose, right? Like you, yeah. like you're in control, right? You get to push the button and say like, yeah, I wanna do this right now. Uh, and kids do, so they, they take a break and they do their breathing. And then eventually, yeah, you get to the point where it becomes automatic, more like muscle memory, just being able to, because you've done muscle it. Muscle memory is what I, yeah, I was, I couldn't think of how to, what I, that, that's, that's a really great way of relaying that. I, I couldn't think of that phrase. Uh, do you find, well, first of all, the games are actually really cool because we came across games on Mightier that are actually on Xbox Live too. And my, my youngest was, uh, he uses uh, Mightier at our house and and he was really kind of thrown off by that <laughs> because it was it was weird because a lot of times when you have these types of programs the games are sort of thrown together and and kind of not really engaging not really entertaining but if he can play the same game on his tablet through the program that he's playing on the xbox that's a really cool thing for him and uh, i can't remember the name of the game it's the i bet it was the sun uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The airplane where you, yeah, uh, or, or the it always reminded me of Star Fox. Yes, uh, the old, the old, the old Nintendo game. Star Fox. Uh, game. He loves, he loves that game. But as he starts to get frustrated, and it gets harder and harder to to the game, you could see the gears just start turning, <laughs> and and. You know, with a kid, like they just want to play the game, and so they do what they have to in order to play the game. And so he 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 calms himself down. 
uh, he'll he'll take some deep breaths, and you could see him like actively trying to calm himself down. Where before he would just escalate to the point that he has a meltdown, and and when he would be calm after the meltdown happens, but the meltdown is something you want to try and avoid because it's not fun for him or anybody else. And being able to sort of identify that as it's happening or before it happens and he can intervene on his own is, is a really positive thing for us. And the fact that he can do that while playing video games is sort of a perfect case scenario for us because you don't have to like bribe him to go do it. He wants to do it anyways. And he's learning something at the same time. And that's, that's a hugely positive thing that, that we have, um, that we have found using the mighty year be a, a year and end of the summer, I think we've been using it for about a year. Uh, and what I wanted to ask you is when you guys designed this, did you have a, a specific demographic of, of child um, in mind with this? Were you looking specifically at kids with autism who maybe are having meltdowns or was it just emotional regulation in children period? It was, it started out broader. Um, I think one of the things that we noticed, and this was, you know, one of the benefits of starting in the clinic was that, you know, every kid who came in had some amount of challenge with emotional regulation um, in some form or another. I think that, um, you know, it's really, it's really common, probably more common than most parents realize um, for kids to struggle with this. Um, and we we also noticed that you know i mean as time went on we noticed that certain groups do tend to respond really well to mightier um you know and kids with autism would be one of those groups i mean i think that you know it fits in well with the types of challenges and then as you said like you know for kids i mean one of the things that i always you know i, I talk about a lot and just try to remind people like, kids are kids i mean kids want to learn kids want to play um and you give them an environment that they want to they want to be in like and it feel if it feels authentic to a kid they're going to explore that world and i think you know when we do our job right the kid wants to explore ways to do emotional regulation and learn and build and see themselves grow with and mightier and and you know one of the things like when i talk about autism with my readers and i try to educate people you know you can you can go to your doctor and they can give you a very clinical sort of explanation of what autism is and it's sort of difficult to maybe understand what that's like in real life because it doesn't always translate because every kid is so unique. And what I have found um, with uh, Mightier was that you're basically, well, like you had said earlier, you know, you could put a kid in a room and talk to them about emotional regulation in a very clinical sort of white paper kind of way, but that that isn't always uh, received well, or, or the conceptual, I think it's harder for kids to grasp. And when you can relate it to them in a way that impacts their everyday life and, and sort of teach them without them realizing they're being taught, that, that seems to be a very um, efficient way of, of accomplishing something this sort of complex. I, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's, especially with video games, I sort of think about it as like the 21st century approach to the playground. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you go to the playground and, you know, you have this, it's a, it's a less structured environment, but one where you're expected to figure out the rules by yourself, whether they're the social rules or just how the equipment works. Um, and you're not sitting there with a manual. I mean, kids are primed to learn 
Um, and their brains are growing. I mean, we, it's what we expect of kids. And I think that, you know, something like Mightier, which lets them take that on, it lets them, it lets them be in charge of their own growth um, and then rewards them for that growth. Um, it can be really powerful. And, you know, it's, I think, you know, one of the things for me that's been really exciting, especially as, as my year has grown, is to hear stories like yourself where, you know, we are meeting kids and they are getting to grow from, from spending time with my year. When, do you find that, uh, do, do children with autism tend to respond more than, I guess, like more neurotypical kids who are, who are, because what, one of the things that's awfully confusing for a lot of people is the difference between like a, a tantrum and a meltdown, right? Mm -hmm. And a tantrum is just a child trying to manipulate someone's behavior in order to get what they want. Uh, and meltdown is sensory overload, body just purges because it can't process anything anymore. And, and, and one's a choice and one's not. And do you find that kids who are experiencing things like sensory related meltdowns respond? well to mightier to help them regulate yeah i mean i would say that that you know that category of kids with meltdown where the emotion just takes over the body um and you know like you said like it's not a choice like the body like the child has gone into this state where their brain has been overwhelmed and you know as we we sort of talked about earlier like any of the functioning that would pull you back is you know I think it's important for parents to realize this. By the way, the brain is designed evolutionarily, it has been shut off. And it's been shut off because it's part of the fight or flight reflex. It's normal. Uh, it's how a kid is, it's how humans are designed to work. Like it's not an indictment on your kid. Um, it's, you know, I think that for those kids, that's actually not specifically with kids with autism, the kids who have these meltdowns. It's actually where we started our work with my dear um, and working with these. You know these very acute behaviors and seeing this progress seeing these really impressive like really impressive progress for kids that you know was always it was it, it's always been impressive to me and i think you know the piece that is also like equally impressed me is it's it's one that is noticeable to the parent like you know i know with a lot of these programs you can find measures where you can say oh the kid's symptoms improved x percent um but being able to say, like a parent saying, no, 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 my life is better. Um, and of course, I'm a psychologist, so there are, you know, there, there are all sorts of standardized tests for measuring life being better. But <laughs> you know, my, my life is better, uh, and I can tell you how, has always been, like, to me, the gold standard. It's like you come in, um, you know, your child has a problem with meltdowns, and they, you know, you end up in this state, which is, which is obviously very difficult and very stressful, um, stressful for a child and stressful for a parent. Mm -hmm. um, and you're able to provide some amount of help has been one that's it's it's rewarding and it's it's doubly rewarding because the parent notices. Yeah, meltdowns. I, I've one of the things that I focused on a lot over the years is trying to educate people on what meltdowns are because there there is such this it's a misnomer. It's like a people don't understand that meltdowns are outside of a person's control. It's sort of an in uh, it's an automatic response. It, they're on autopilot. It's not, it's not something that you can just snap out of mm -hmm. and being able to, um, address the meltdown before it happens, you know, provide, give, giving the kids the tools that they need mm -hmm. to, to sort of regulate as they go. 
uh, I mean, it, for us, it has, it has reduced the meltdowns in certain situations. Um, you know, my, my youngest is very sensory oriented, hugely sensory oriented. And, and that's where a lot of ours, uh, the meltdowns tend to, to stem from. But I, but I think, and, and correct me if, if I'm wrong, but when someone is, is reaching that point, like you said, where their brain just is just overloaded, it doesn't really matter what the stimulus is that's causing that. It, the process is, it's, is the, the same. And being able to, to regulate that sort of as they go, whether it's sensory related or whether it's frustration or whatever else with whatever was going on in their life, Mightier can help them regardless of what the stimulus is that's causing the meltdowns in the sense that it just helps them to um, maybe identify how they're feeling and, and implement skills that they learned to sort of decompress as they go, like purge. No, I think that's a great description. I think that the hope is, and I, you know, I think we've seen this a bunch, but you know, there is, there is a process for reaching that point of meltdown. And I think what we hope is that kids have some sense of like, you know, how their body feels as it heats up and then some amount of tools that you know, their body still heats up. That's normal. That's healthy. Like we don't want kids, we don't want kids to feel ashamed of their body heating up, but we do want them to have tools that as their body heats up, that they can respond to that. Um, mm -hmm. Whether it is consciously, so I'm going to take deep breathing or progressive muscle relaxation or something more automatic. Um, and it's obviously, it's a process. Like you don't, you know, you don't show up and you're like, okay, I'm automatic now. But the, you know, that they have tools such that they get to that point where they don't reach that red line where, you know, once, as you said, once you're in meltdown mode, then you're in meltdown mode and you're going to have to go through and, you know, as a, I think that's the hardest part as a parent. Cause like there really isn't, once you reach that point, like you have to see it through. Yeah. It's, there's not a lot of control in the situation. It's, yeah. You have to weather it. <laughs> yeah. And so the, you know, being able to build up I, the way I, the word I've always liked is capacity, but being able to build up some capacity so that you, you're, you have, you reach that point more slowly and you just, you have more time before you get there. So you have more chance to yeah. remove yourself or redirect yourself or mm -hmm. find ways of sort of offloading some of that stress and anxiety in a more constructive way. Mm -hmm. um, do you find that, that age group wise, is there, uh, I mean, obviously the kid has to be able to play the game mm -hmm. and sort of understand the concept, but is there an age range? So we built my dear for six to 14. Okay. Uh, I think that, um, you know, if anyone's listening to this and curious, like what my dear is about, or if it will work for their kids, I mean, I mean, we have a lot of games on my dear at this point. And I think that you know, the, the quickest way to figure out if my dear is a fit for your kid is to go to the website and just look at the games mm -hmm. uh, and see if there's something in there that's going to resonate with your, your, with your child. I think that, um, you know, six to 14 gives us a pretty broad 20, 20 plus games gives us a pretty good shot at finding something in that set. If not more than one thing in that set, that's going to work for kids um, and for your kid. But, you know, like anything else, like, you know, there is, there is kid taste involved. Um, and I think that's, you know, I mean, finding that match is really the biggest predictor of success. Um, I have actually used it myself mm -hmm. on that 
Rising Sun, I think it was. Race the Sun. Race the Sun, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I mean, I can get kind of frustrated because, <laughs> especially on a tablet, it's harder to control than with a with a controller. But, I mean, you can you can experience it as, as an adult, and and see, like, okay, well, all right, I need to calm myself down. I don't want to do this like this anymore. <laughs> this is too hard. Uh, and and it's just it's a cool thing. I mean, it is something that I feel like. I I mean, obviously, it's not targeted at adults, but like almost anybody can really benefit from. It's sort of like. Uh, yeah, uh, like a, like a biofeedback for kids, right? I mean, that's sort of the. It is a lot. It is. I mean, and I think you. I mean, yes, I absolutely agree that anyone can benefit from this. I mean, moving up in age, and I also think one of the things that you did that's really cool, and is that you know when your kids see you play, like they realize that you know this is something that everyone works on. Like everyone gets in the red. It is. Mm-hmm. It's really powerful because then a kid has you know there are a couple opportunities there, right? So. There's the opportunity for a kid to just, just see, like, look, grown-ups go in the red too. It's not just me. This isn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not weird or unnormal for, for being in the red sometimes. And the other thing that lets a kid do is like, it lets them be an expert. So they, you know, a kid who's spending time in Mightier has developed all these ideas about what the red is, how they can get out of the red, and if they can, if they can then share that with a grown-up. I mean, just imagine like how powerful as a kid you feel. You all of a sudden you have this knowledge that the grown up doesn't have. Yeah, my my Emmett is my youngest, who is the person that uses this the most. Uh, I try to when I would use it, I would try and, and be frustrated with certain things. And well, I was frustrated because it does get hard when you get frustrated. <laughs> I mean, just to be honest. But uh, you know, he would he would sit there with me and he would be like, "Okay, Dad." You need to take a deep breath, or you need to to calm down because the game's getting harder because your heart rate got into the, you know, past the uh, the line, and it, and it's it's kind of a cool thing because, like you said, it's empowering for him, and and I, you know I wonder too if it helps them to grasp the concepts and apply it to themselves better when they're able to help apply what they've learned to somebody else. So they're almost teaching too in a way. Uh, it, it seems like what, what, with what I was playing around with Emmett, uh, you know, it's just kind of a cool thing where he can just sort of share with me what he does to calm down. And, and then I can share with him what I do to calm down. And, and it just makes it sort of, I don't know, it's just, it's a kind of a cool experience to have with your kids. Uh, it kind of brings you sort of into their world a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that when Mightier works really well, it's not just a bunch of games. I think that the games can be really powerful for kids. But you know, we think of Mightier as a whole program, and those types of experiences that you're describing are part of that program. You know, as a parent, when you sign up for Mightier, you're going to get a heart rate band at your house, and you're going to, you know, you you're going to get these games. You're going to get access to these games, but you know, you're also getting uh, coaching support as well and a lot of programmatic content about how you can make the most out of my dear inside your house. And, you know, we realize that each family is different um, and that success will look different to each family and what each family brings to the program will be different. But it really is like trying to foster this, you know, this growth that really transcends the tablet and so that the kid can bring them into the world and have those, you know, just the, the exact experiences that you're describing where they can become really proud of their skill. 
Yeah, I forgot to I forgot to mention that the the behaviorist, right? They're they're yeah, it's behaviorist. Uh, for parents, you know, one of the things that I noticed when I had initially reviewed this last year was, you know, a lot of parents don't have services like that available in their local area, and being able to utilize Mightier and have a, a behavioral uh, specialist to connect with on a one-on-one -on -one basis is is very uh it, that's a very cool thing because you know so many so many families like in my area we're lucky we do have like Akron children's hospital and the cleveland clinic and stuff like that but on a local level there there aren't a lot of support systems or or people who specialize in behavioral issues for kids with autism and and being able to to have access to somebody who can help you formulate a plan and and how to better implement things and stuff like that and check in and and review things with you and, and offer advice and guidance all as part of the the mightier sort of sort of package was something that I, I was i didn't expect that at first like i i didn't i had sort of missed that when when i first signed up for this and when i when i realized that's what they were that, that's a really cool thing because this may be the only access to that type of therapist that some families have you know, yeah. that, that's really powerful. It's, um, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things that I don't think until you really get into like health policy, you don't realize how many families struggle to find access. And I think I, you know, the many things that make me happy about my day to day life at Mightier is that we really have, we work very hard to build this system where we have a lot of supports for parents. Um, you know, through we have one-on-one -on -one coaching. So, you know, our coaches are clinical social workers. We have parent community. We just mm -hmm. have access. We have resources just so parents, you know, if you log onto the dash, you're always going to get new tips, new articles. Um, really, just with the idea of providing parents with that level of support, um, it would be great. And if we were in a world where there were just services all over the place, but you know, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, even in well-resourced communities, they're just they're a long waiting lists. Um, and we want to make sure that parents have options, even while they're on those waiting lists. Yeah, I, that, I just I I want to make sure we mention that because that was that was something I thought was really really cool. I've actually taken Mightier to um, our child psychi uh, child psychologist. Uh, my kids, we have family therapy every week because uh, we have three kids with special needs and you can imagine what life is like sometimes. And so it sort of keeps everybody from, you know, people from falling through the cracks, whatever. And, and we've shown her the program and she loves it. Do you find that that schools or um, like like therapists, things like that, I mean, do, can they utilize this in that kind of setting? Yeah, I mean, I would say that if any of the people listening, I mean, we do have a professional program, which uh, you can go to our website and learn more about. Um, and we definitely have in various places, we have, we have Mightier being used either in, you know, clinic offices or classrooms. Um, I think that, um, you know, what's cool about Mightier is it can be used anywhere. Like it, it happens on a tablet or even a phone if you want. Um, and so it really can become a tool that you use. It can become a tool you use with your therapist and it can extend and really give, you know, the therapist a new way to talk with your kid um, or teacher or whatever. Um, but it can also be something that it can be something that happens in your home as well. 
Uh, if, if you are a parent who is dealing with issues, whether it's an autistic kid or, or just a, a kid that has emotional regulation, issues with emotional regulation, uh, is there sort of a baseline uh, for kids to be able to benefit from minor, do you, do you know what I mean? Um, they have to be able to at least, well, they have to wear the heart rate monitor or it doesn't yes. work. Um, yeah. And have you found a lot of, have you found any issues with kids with sensory issues with the band? Yeah. My, my son does really well with it. It's a good thing to bring up. Um, so the band is something that you wear on your arm. And we have, I will not, it's not common, but we have had some kids have some sensory issues. Um, we do have some alternatives. So you can wear, you actually can wear it on your leg. Um, mm -hmm. That's a little more comfortable for you as a, as a kid. Um, and then I would say, you know, a dealing, you know, thinking about the range of challenges that kids can have, you know, I think that, you know, you've got to be able to play the games at least a little bit. There are some very beginner friendly games on my dear. Um, so if that type of, um, you know, motor control and sequencing is, is really hard, then, you know, you're going to, Mightier is something that you're going to, you're going to want to spend more time on. I think that, you know, the other thing that parents do is that, you know, depending on the kid's need, um, parents will spend more or less time with their kids on Mightier. So we'll see some parents who are providing a lot of support, just, you know, trying to help their kid get into Mightier. And then other kids can, can be more independent with the games as well. All right. Uh, with you being affiliated with both Harvard and Boston Children's, so, I mean, there's a lot of solid backing behind this, right? It's, it's, it's a proven... Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but we spent about 10 years at the hospital validating this, uh, building and validating. So, you know, I... I'm pretty proud of our experimental design and approach at this. So we actually, we built, we did something a little weird in psychiatry. We ran a randomized controlled blinded trial. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had um, our control group for, uh, for all the experimental design nerds in the audience was uh, kids wearing the heart rate band, uh, playing my dear or the games that would eventually become my dear, but not getting any biofeedback. So they would just play the game and they would never get any biofeedback. And then the active group, you got the biofeedback. So if you were a kid, you thought you were in the active group, no matter what. If you were a parent, you thought you were in the active group, no matter what. If you were a clinician, you thought the kid was in the active group, because we didn't tell the clinician either. Uh, the rater, the person who was in charge of figuring out if the kid made any improvement, was separate than the clinician. Um, and so what that let us do is it let us fairly carefully, well, very carefully measure, like, what is the specific impact of mightier um, and the biofeedback as opposed to just playing games or you know, wearing a cool device um, as you play. And you know, what we saw is we saw a reduction in symptoms. And that's, you know, I would say for any anything that's gonna be evidence-based, that's your baseline. So you we saw reduction in aggression, we saw a reduction in outbursts. Um, really these, you know, these markers of anger and aggression, we saw these saw nice reductions. Um, but the other thing that we saw that was that was personally very important to me is we saw a reduction in parent stress. Um, what that means is that, you know, as a parent, like you feel like you have, you know, you have a just more control over your life. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, 
I think we talked about this a little before, but the a child with meltdowns, a meltdown is a very stressful event because you, you know, you give up an element of control as you go through that meltdown. Um, and being able to see that reduction of st stress in the parent means that whatever skills a kid was building in the video game was something that was coming into their home life, um, which is which is not always true with any of these digital interventions. And I think for me, that was always a major, that was a major reason why we wanted to take Mightier beyond the academic world that it was created in and into the space where everybody could have access to it. Um, do you, as far like when you guys add games, do you find that developers are, is it hard to find developers to, implement this into their games? Developers generally get really excited. Um, I thought they would. That would that's a really yeah. cool thing. Yeah, and I mean, I think it speaks like we have some games, I, you know, all of the games on Mightier have their following, but I mean, what's telling is even at the office, like we have some games that like some of our like very dedicated uh, uh, gamer developers are really like just get excited about and we compete on, like we compete on at the office. so. There are games like Race the Sun, which is like a massive hit on Xbox Live. Like that's mm -hmm. on there. Um, there's a game called Mini Metro, which won a huge amount of awards. Um, that one tends to do better with older kids and maybe some adults as well. Um, we were in charge of building a subway um, and uh, moving people around the subway in Mini Metro. Uh, games like Kitty in the Box, which is actually still one of the most popular games on Mighty, or like you know, again, that was a popular, successful game. And, you know, that's a game where you are tossing cats into boxes. It's, <laughs> it's less violent than it sounds. It's execution. It's less violent than it sounds. Um, I, think, I think Emmett plays, Emmett played that outside mm -hmm. of Mightier before yeah. um, um, that got, yeah, that's fun. So, and I think, you know, the other thing that we work really hard to do is make sure that, because I mean, because we do have access to so many games is that as a parent, you can trust the games on Mightier. Um, you know, I know there are different opinions on violence and video games out there. And I think that what we do for parents is that we, we make sure the games on my dear are safe and that you can feel good about putting them in, your kid, uh, in front of your kid, um, no matter what decisions you've made about media otherwise. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're high quality content, but they're also content that, you know, will, will make a parent feel good. What I wanted to ask you too was when in our experience with Mightier, it's it's not a quick fix, right? It's it's something where the longer the child does it, the more they benefit from it. So it, so it's a long term sort of kind of partnership in a way, uh, where it helps them build up these skills over over time. And and so this is something that they're going to want to use on an ongoing basis. It isn't like you play the game a couple times and you can now emotionally self regulate. It, it's a building process. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, we think about it. We actually we think about it in phases. Um, so, you know, really this element of you know we think about it as first play, and then skills, or well, first play, then awareness, and then skills, and really then finally once you get all three, then maybe take on more challenge too. But you know, first just. Play, like have fun, like realize this is a space you want to be in, and that's going to take some time. And then awareness, like that to us means like realize that your heart rate is changing, realize that that has an impact on this world. Um, 
but realize that you're really powerful in this world too. Like that's part of the awareness place piece too. Um, and then finally, like get to skills, right? So either whether you're using the skills that we've sort of laid out for you, or you're inventing your new skills, really start to take on this idea that you have mastery over your own emotions and that you can, you can impact your own emotions. Uh, you can make yourself hot, you can make yourself cool. Um, and that there's not one right answer. It's just, it's a matter of self-discovery. Um, and then finally, yes, I mean, do that all and juggle all those balls in the air. And then these games keep getting harder, the better you get at them. So that, that really, because they're games, like kids are fun. They push on in those challenge and really like, as you get more games and as you take on more challenge and frustration, still try, still learn how to keep yourself cool. Uh, is there a, like how long do you guys recommend uh, a child using Mightier either on a daily basis or on a weekly basis? And then how long before parents can, like what, are they, what, what, what should they expect? Yeah, I mean, I want to put on my clinical hat and say it varies from kid to kid. I know that's not the most satisfying answer in the world. Um, I think that within when you when you first get mightier, like really instantly when you when your kid starts playing, you're going to instantly notice that your kid is, you know, the couple things are going to happen instantly. So you're going to we're going to ask a kid to go up into the red and calm themselves back down. So. Right off the bat, like five minutes in, we have a kid going through a deep breathing exercise. And I think for a kid, we're trying to build like that sense of power really quickly. And I think, you know, especially for parents who have been in therapy and never seen their kid deep breathe, like that moment, we get the feedback that that often, that first five minutes of play feels like a revelation <laughs> when their kid is like, goes into the red and takes a deep breath. I think that, you know, you see for a, you know, on a typical mightier journey, you're going to watch those skills really flourish over the next three months um, and build up. And so that, you know, what we ask parents to do is play for at least 45 minutes a week. Um, parents often ask, like, should that all be done at once? Should that be done, you know, break it up over a few days? Um, and we always answer them, make it work in your house. Um, mm -hmm. Playing is the most important thing you can do. And so if you want to put it all on one day, then that's perfect. And if it's better to build a routine, uh, we support you there as well. Um, but really just trying to build that play so it's happening regularly on a weekly basis for you know between 45 minutes and an hour at least. Um, and then as kids move, as kids move through the program, you know, we do notice that they, you know, having that that mightier piece, it is comfortable over the long term too. So even though the play might become less intensive, um, you know, parents will continue to use mightier. Um, you know, sometimes it will be pulled out as a de-escalation tool, but oftentimes it's just like, look, it's new content to explore, which also means new challenges to explore, mm -hmm. uh, really just reinforcing and building up that strategy, those strategies as kids go on. All right. All right. Uh, is there, is there anything else that you think is important that parents know about Mightier? I know, I know that they can try it for 30 days. Yeah, that's a good right. point. So, no. so there's, if they're nervous about it, you can try it for 30 days. And if it doesn't work or you don't like it, you can send it back. Yeah, I mean, we try to be really honest with parents, right? Like, you know, it's a, I know a lot, like, in this space, like, we want parents to be able to try and get started. And, you know, with Mightier, you get a 30-day free trial. You can send it. If it's working for you, that's awesome. We're excited. Um, but, you know, no tool is universal. Uh, we are well aware of that. 
Um, and so if it doesn't work for you, send it back to us. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, but yeah, hopefully in the 30 days we can, you know, we, we get you going and we get started and, you know, you're seeing that you start to see some of the benefit of your, for your kid. Is there a, um, like what percentage of kids that use the program will benefit from it? Um, I meant to ask that earlier. Yeah, no, I think that we, one of the things that's really cool is like, I mean, because we, we do talk to our families, so somewhere around 80%. Um, it's fairly, wow. it's in the mental health world, that's a, that's a high number. Um, it's a very, one that, you know, we're excited and we always want to make it better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, families who play Mightier tend to do very, very well. Yeah, we, like I said, we've been using it for a while and it, and it really is, it's one of the few things that I've come across that, that is as close to universal as, as I've seen where whether your child has special needs or not, self-regulation is something that's important uh, as, as you get older, especially as you get older. And it's, it's, it's just a cool process and it works. Uh, for us, it has worked really well. Um, so many parents um, like myself, just specifically in the autism community, <clears throat> excuse me, meltdowns are, are, are such a huge source of stress for everyone involved. Uh, like you said, you know, as, as hard as it is for me as a parent, I know it's a hundred times worse for my son because he's the one that's actually firsthand going through that. Uh, but as a parent, you know, but when, when they're done with their meltdown and they've moved on, I, I'm still sort of like, oh man, like I'm, I'm zapped for the whole day. <laughs> And, and being able to reduce those outbursts not only helps improve his quality of life, but helps reduce my stress as a parent. And so it's, I sort of look at it as a self-care thing in a way. Uh, I'm a big proponent of self-care, you know, and and anything that you can do to help your kids uh, tends to make the life of the parents easier, preserve sanity and, and, whatever else. So I really, really, really like the Mightier and I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and, and, and talk to us about it and sort of give us some background as to, to how and why it works and, and, and stuff like that. So I really appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate having the chance to talk with you and talk with your audience as well. I mean, it's, it means a lot to us to hear the stories of families doing well with Mightier. I mean, we're here because we know there's a problem and there aren't the tools out there that need to be. And so you know, we're trying to make our little our, our our little corner of the world better, and it means a lot for us to be able to sh- hear those stories. So, thank you. And you guys can find everything you want to know about Mightier at at just mightier.com. That's right. And and check it out. Sign up, and uh, if it works for you, your life will be better. Mm-hmm. And if and if you have problems with it, you can uh, you can return it in thirty days. So, again, I really appreciate your time. It was really it was really great to talk to you and. I actually learned a lot more about this than what I had already known. So thank you very much. I hope you have a great day. All right. Thank you so much. Same to you. All right. Take care.